This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hello, Hapsters. Welcome back. We have for you a super special guest today. And as I introduce her, it might sound a little familiar to her because I gave her a shout out in the beginning of an episode a couple of episodes ago. She is also one of my coaching clients and a kind of queen of all trades. She has multiple businesses, including, but not limited to, Abigail Elise Design Studio, also Wellfit Human, and she uh, has a podcast, and she has many other things that we're going to be talking about, but this is none other than the incomparable Wendy Yates. Hello, Wendy. Hey, how's it going? Thanks so much for having me. Wow, I feel so privileged to have had such a great introduction like that. (laughs) I know, and, and the reason why you guys might have heard uh, her in the shadows because I was shouting her out because as of what was it August 12th that it became official yeah yes August 12th August 12th they announced the uh, Inc 5000 list which if you do not know what that is go immediately and pick up the coolest entrepreneur magazine there is which is Inc magazine and they are not just a magazine they are a full-on business and really kind of the standard for uh, measuring the health of small businesses as they're scaling and coming up in the world and adding value to all of us. So her business was announced and ranked on that Inc. 5000 list and actually ranked in at in the top 1,000 even at, what, 972, if I'm correct? Nine, yeah, 942, the big 942. It's my new favorite number. <laughs> oh my gosh, so fun. And the hapsters just went crazy basically when this was announced. I was dying because I was like, when can I announce this? This is so fun. And um, then when I started sharing it on the podcast and within happening sessions, all of y'all, like you like to do, had all these thoughts that you feel like you know Wendy and who she is and about how she must never experience negative emotion or failure or any of those things that we lowly humans experience, right? So I knew I needed to immediately have her on the podcast because when one amazing win comes in, we need to look at the behind the scenes and understanding that within our capacity for success and within the success that Wendy has achieved by ranking on this list, it includes your capacity for failure and all of those failures that Wendy collected along the way to get to that point. So before we go right into that, give us, let me give you an opportunity for, let me give Wendy an opportunity to introduce herself a little bit, to talk about uh, her kind of what brought you into the entrepreneurial space. Obviously now you own um, Abigail Lee's design studio, which does uh, interior design, but kind of more than that, it it has, it's the new luxury is sustainability, is their credo, as they're always looking for an, uh, 
a way to approach projects more holistically, sourcing eco-conscious products, and donating a portion of their overall profits to local charities. I just really think that um, all of Wendy's companies inspire wellness-based design and collaboration and ultimately uh, are very mission and purpose-driven. So Wendy, tell me, what, what brought you into the entrepreneurial space? Um, gosh, so many things. Um, a, a lot of it is necessity, but you know, I, I consider um, myself someone that's dedicated to positively influencing the lives of others. And so um, I determined that to be my purpose and my mission and what brings me true joy. And so to get there, um, you know, I, on my, my, my journey to make it short is, a, is that I've always sort of had um, an entrepreneurial spirit. Although when I was growing up, that word wasn't a very commonly used word. And it's just not something that in my family was prevalent. You know, everyone just got a job. And so I did that route. I, I got, I got many different jobs and I tried many different things. Um, I went to college. Um, I tried many different majors. I dropped out of college. Um, and I just really also couldn't find the fit um, of really what I wanted to do. I think there was a part of me growing up that did always love design and that's a skill set that just came naturally to me. Um, also sort of leading and directing came naturally to me. So um, I just sort of segued out of necessity um, in trying to create a path for myself and figure out the best way that I could um, sort of be that empowerment and positive influence on the lives of others and sort of the things that matter most to me are really truly having that impact on the world and, and figuring out my, my, my route and path to that sort of just had me fold into entrepreneurship um, out of necessity and needing to be able to feed myself and make a living. And um, so, you know, to keep, the, to keep it on the short, it was a lot necessity, a lot of drive and um, a, a lot of really staying focused on my purpose, which was my long-term purpose um, to have a positive impact. So that's so interesting because I think sometimes like if people don't even think like, well, if I want to have an impact on the world, a lot of people think like, I'll just go out there and find a job that has impact, but not you. You were like, all right, I want to have an impact on the world. And I don't really see anything out there that's doing it quite like I want to do. So what if the most powerful question in our brain, right? Like what if I just kind of created something. And of course I need money to live and support myself. So it's gotta be, you know, producing. And obviously you have high ambitions as far as like growing and, um, and creating a lot of wealth and financial impact on the world as well. So, so that was never a question that that was going to be a part of it, but it's kind of like melding it all together. So what was your very first business? Um, so my very first business was actually probably a cleaning business, which I did on the side. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My very first business was actually as a Mary Kay consultant. And I know a lot of people will consider that sort of tier marketing, but essentially you are owning and running your own business. And so I started that um, right around the time I turned 18. I was already working in a couple of jobs, but I wanted some freedom. So I guess part of it with um, the desire to create impact, and I think that goes along with it, it wasn't just that along the way I realized um, that I was really better at creating my own 
circumstances rather than following the path that someone else might um, expect from me or want me to do if I were to work for them. And so um, Mary Kay would be my first one. I think I had a cleaning, I definitely had a cleaning business part of the time after that. Um, I started a couple of different design, I would call them more decorating businesses. Um, I had a project, I tried, I tried my hand at, um, being a wedding planner. That was terrible. Um, and so, yeah, those are some of the ones that, that first got me started. Wait, so you're telling me that you've had businesses that haven't worked out? They haven't all been Inc. 5,000? <laughs> Absolutely not. And thank goodness, because I think that if I would have immediately <laughs> launched into some sort of success, I totally wouldn't know um, half of what I learned now. And, and really, for me, I hate to use the word success as a word that's positive because it means something different for everybody. You know, you can have success in family, success in business, success in finance, success in emotional health. But um, I really do believe that failure is the real definition if you were going to have one of success. And so um, trying different things in order to just really actually get by and figure out what it was that I was good at, um, it, it was very necessary and 100% failed many times to get where I am today and, and still constantly failing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's really interesting. I think you said something so nonchalantly that you just know to be facts that I think it needs to be slowed down and looked at because people don't have the same thought, this beautiful thought that you have, which is that in order to go towards success, you're not trying to go away from failure. You're actually trying to collect failures. You're trying to like go towards getting a no or a rejection or some sort of answer open entirely to either it being a win or a fail, but not just no result, right? Right. I mean, I think that's a really great tool and way to look at it. And I know that you teach that in your coaching and I think it's a really valuable um, teaching and way to sort of process that when people are so focused on failure. For me, I didn't really think of it as failure. It just, I thought of it as the next thing. And so, but I do think it's really powerful um, to create a vision and then focus on like how, how I can attain it. Um, and, and if I collect these failures and I'm one step closer to my goal, I think that's a really um, great way to look at it. For me, it was more like I just need to go on. To, it was just next. It was just like next, <laughs> next thing. Um, of course, I experienced sadness and frustration and self doubt. You know what I mean when something did fail. But I think I just recognize that as just um, the feelings that I needed to have to then go go on to to the next thing. So um, wait, that's so that's so amazing. So basically, what you said was that you didn't even think of it in terms of failure or success. You were just trying to move forward and whatever that next thing was, was the right thing. I don't know if it was the right thing, but it was just, you have to, you know, you're either standing still or going backwards if you're not moving forward. And so I think um, it's definitely important to recognize um, what didn't work. Um, so you don't just stay in a cycle in a circle. I've definitely stayed in the hamster wheel of trying the same thing and, and, and then having to recognize that I was doing the same thing. Thing and not progressing forward or trying different paths. And, um, you know, I didn't get a formal education or a business degree or any degree. Um, I dropped out of college. And so 
it was sort of just out of necessity that I had no choice but to keep going to the next thing and the next step and trying new things because that was like a survival instinct for me. Yeah, that's really, that's really quite profound because I think that a lot of people when they come to me and they're in their business and they're trying to create a result, one thing that they usually say to me is they're unsure of what to do next. So have, can you recall a time where you like weren't sure what to do and how did you overcome that to just take action? Oh, every single day I'm unsure what to do. Um, there's definitely days even now. I mean, the Inc. 5000 was something that was in my mind, in my head that felt so unattainable. And to be honest, I just went for it. I just filled out the paperwork. I thought there's no way I'm making this list. And then to find find um, us in the top 1,000 of the 5,000. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying anything is possible as long as your purpose and is, is in front of you, you, everything else becomes irrelevant. And so you can still have the doubts. And I think having the doubts makes it worth it because if you're doubting and you're challenged and you're afraid and you feel like you have something to overcome, then what you have is something worth fighting for. So um, every single day. I mean, when COVID happened, I, I was like, should I close my, my comp? And that's, I mean, I applied for Inc. 5000 right around about a month after sort of, we were thinking, do we lay off our staff? Um, do we shut down for a while and just take a pause, which we did have to do in spite of um, making that list. You know, nothing is um, always as it seems. Every single company has a set of circumstances that they're going through that, that may be related to other companies or not. But it's, it's never all a clear path. And so every single day I'm unsure of the direction. I'm, I'm unsure. Should we go into this market? Should I invest the money in this person? Um, should I continue uh, working with this type of client or should I start saying no so I can move to this sort of other area that I want to take, um, the direction in. And so on the daily, I mean, I wake up daily looking at my time tracker and my calendar and then having to talk myself into certainty. Um, and so, and I guess it's not daily. There are days that I wake up a little bit more confident, but it's always there and I, it's okay to recognize that. I think it's really important to be vulnerable with yourself and not think of those uncertainties as shortcomings, but to think of them in a positive way, knowing that because you're unsure it means it's really important to you. And I think finding the right network and support of coaches, that's why I saw coaching, you know, is because I really needed that um, support system. And I think who you surround yourself with is so important, but it's okay to be insured as long as you have um, a team of champions. And coaching is, is just that. It, it provides that team of champions, whether you have one coach, two coaches, but it opens up a whole new world. So um, I know that was a long answer, but the short answer is I'm unsure every single day. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that that was, you just said so many nuggets in there. I think one thing that you said that I, I want to dig into a little bit was you're like, I'll wake up often with uncertainty and then I have to kind of coach myself into certainty, right? You need to talk yourself into it. You said, and I can so relate to that and I do it, but this is, these are conversations that we all have within our own brain and we don't have the privilege of hearing what that sounds like in 
the brain of someone who's achieved something that we want to achieve. So can you let us in? Can you tell us, like, give us one or two thoughts? What does that conversation sound like when you wake up and you're having a day and you're like, should I, shouldn't I? I don't know. Like, what's happening? Am I even on the right path? What things do you say to yourself to get yourself to take any action? Because if I know one thing about my clients, I know how much action they're taking and how much they're talking about taking action. And all of my clients experience the 50-50 of emotions, right? They experience that time when they're feeling super confident and super awesome and in purpose and motivated. And then they experience all the self-doubt and the worry and the stress and the anxiety and all that. Nobody is exempt. That's part of being a human, right? Business isn't personal, but it is emotional, right? Through coaching then though, we get to say, okay, how do I focus on one thought that's going to help me feel empowered enough or at least neutral enough to take action? What thoughts do you kind of use to replace in that, in that conversation when you're talking yourself down to certainty? Um, so there's a couple of things that really help me uh, sort of move forward and shift my mindset. And one of the most powerful things, I think, is uh, this statement. And it goes like, um, what is the one thing? Like, what is the one thing that I need to do right now that would make everything else easy or irrelevant. And so that's really difficult to do, but a process for that, um, that I learned, um, from someone else, actually from, um, someone I'm working with on a, on a, on writing, um, a Ted talk is that, um, he it's, it's put everything you need to do just on an individual index card. And then you look at two index cards at a time and you sort of start making a pile, like which one's more important and you keep doing it until you only have one thing left. And that helps you define your one thing. And when you do that exercise a few times, it becomes, it sounds crazy and hard and difficult and like a lot of effort, but once you just try it a couple of times, you automatically start waking up with like, what's my one thing? What's my one thing? Yes, you have, you know, maybe your top three or top five things in family and your top five things in business and your top five things in health and all these things. But what's the one thing out of that that helps make the other things more attainable? And then the second it's not, I don't know if it's a thought, but this is super simple, but also life-changing for me and maybe not for everybody, but for me, I was always a vision board creator, but I kept my vision boards tucked away on the side of my bed. I would get them out once a week and look at them. And so with all these sort of uncertainties and am I good enough to do this and I can't accomplish all these things today, or maybe I should just quit doing this and do this, or maybe I can't do all these things is um, framing that vision board and really putting my purpose in writing and putting that in the center of a board that's sort of a mantra that talks about everything that I want to be known for, everything that I want to accomplish, how many people do I want to impact. I put that in the center and then the rest does have images, but it's not really... Um, there are some tangible things like, you know, like the over, like a private jet, of course, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, want to go big, but, um, I also have like, you know, helping to end poverty and all these things. And I think the thoughts get focused when I can walk past this vision board as soon as I wake up in the morning and I have to stop and read it. And so, um, it really helps to bring me back in, help me remember what I'm going after, and then going to the what's the one thing that I can start with right now. Yeah, because it's so true. I mean, it's it's like you hear it all the time that it becomes a little bit numb and cliche, these things like create a vision board or have some money 
<laughs> but the truth is, is that you said something earlier about having coaching and having that uh, support system of champions, right? And that's so true. But the truth is, is that even when you have a good support system, you only have access to their thoughts and their words, you know, max once a week, maybe twice a week. And then the rest of the time, who's talking to you? Yourself. Right. So, you need to make sure that your mind is right those other five days of the week or six days of the week. And such a good way to do that, such a simple and easy way that doesn't require you to do much of anything is to put your thoughts in a place where your brain can be reminded so that you're snapped out of your subconscious and you're like, oh yeah, that's the point. Oh yeah, all these other thoughts that I'm giving time in my brain, they're not relevant or helpful in terms of getting me towards achieving any of these things on here. So, so true. And I love that we just kind of got a little, a little visual of like, okay, Wendy wakes up, this is what she does. This is what she feels. And this is how she takes action. It seems to you, you're like, yeah, this is just like normal. But I promise you, there are people listening that you're a unicorn. They think you're just born with like all the, flawless business processes and systems, right? Like your business is perfect, right? Flawless processes, right? It's like you have zero self-doubt. You have a history of only wins and awards and positive emotions, right? And you're like- I mean, totally, totally. Yeah, and you're like, obviously not. But the truth is that you probably sometimes, especially on our bad days, right? We think that someone like Oprah or like Bill Gates or Mark Cuban are just like on cloud nine all the time. They just wake up being like, oh, I'm a billionaire and it's awesome. And I feel so good about myself. It's like, no. And their systems are not perfect either. We just need to get ourselves into that place where we can start to talk to ourselves in a way that helps us, that's going to help us take action. So speaking of action and these future goals and all these visions, what's next? So Inc. 5000 list, it's like, whoa, like, some people would be like, that's it. Like I can die happy, but not Wendy. She's got big goals. You guys, did you hear she wants to help end poverty? How many of you are even thinking that big? It's so fun to hear Wendy's list. Like just give us a couple of things that you want to achieve in the next like 10 to 25 years. Well, it's funny that um, you mentioned Bill Gates because one of the actual other sort of mantras I sort of have after I look at my vision board is I'm like her hurry up, Bill and Melinda are waiting for you. <laughs> and um, because there's some heroes of mine and um, people that I sort of envision myself having in my inner circle. And as crazy as it seems, everybody's um, just human. And so, um, you know, really it's always been, again, I mentioned this earlier, my purpose. I've always known this sort of deep down, even though it took me several years to sort of bring it to light. Why was I fighting so hard? Um, it wasn't necessarily about money. I mean, obviously you need money to live, but it's never been like, oh, I'm going to get to this dollar amount and then I'm going to be happy or, oh, I'm going to get on the Inc. 5000 list and that's going to be the end. It's been what's going to allow me to have the maximum influence and how can I show other people what it means to be successful and still be a company rooted in culture and value that acts for good. And so you used, I used to feel like, oh, I could only do one or the other. Like I would have to get to this certain level. Then I could start making real change in the world, or then I would have more time to volunteer. And, and I just really feel like 
when you really bring to the surface, that's why the vision board, so cheesy as everyone thinks it is, is such a powerful tool. And it's not cheesy. I literally have mine where everyone in my family can read it. Anyone that comes over to my house, if they come in my bed, bedroom or use my bathroom, they, they see it. And I used to be sort of shy away from like, oh, they're going to think my goals are too big or too unattainable, but who cares? These, these are the things that I want to do. And when, my, when your purpose and your heart is in the place of good, all the other things sort of start falling into place. And so when I really started focusing on what I wanted that to be, which is how can I set an example? How can I show other people to live and think or find the like-minded people and help them grow um, their business, whatever it is that that means to them. And there is no um, thing that you can have on your vision that's too small or too big. It's your vision. It's not someone else's vision. It should never be compared to that. And so, you know, I want to orchestrate the most good I can. I want to help create studies that solve period poverty in Morocco. I want to help realize in global clean water. That requires a level of sort of um, in business, of, of creating a platform that gives you a credibility. So making the Inc. 5000 list, yes, it feels like a great accomplishment and was a totally a total dream. Something Inc. Magazine is um, is the only magazine I actually read besides Forbes magazine, even though I'm in the design industry, I almost never read, um, anything in my industry, but, um, you know, I, I, I would say things like I'm, I want to make the cover of Forbes and I want to be one of the fastest growing, um, recognized companies in Forbes. But the, the truth is that is what I, I want, but the reason is to gain that credibility. So my platform can get bigger so I can help more people. And so at the end of the day, that's my true purpose purpose is to um, create a legacy that helps others use my experience and my wealth to help solve problems, sit at the table, share ideas with other leaders, and, um, you know, set an example for my daughter. I mean, I would say that if there's anything that's the most important thing in the world, uh, to me, it's setting a standard of excellence for her to follow in um, and see that example. So there's so many things in store but they're all focused on the one end goal of having the most impact on the most people in the most variety of ways that I can. And, and design for me is what I used because it was a skill set that came naturally to me. Um, and I will still continue to do it, but on a, on a level that helps design communities and, and, and experiences um, beyond just what people would consider um, a designer to do. Oh my gosh. I don't know. You guys can't see my video, but I was like teared up through that. I was like, my eyes, I've been suffering with this like eye condition lately. So I'm like, don't cry. Don't cry. It just like gets me so fired up to hear you. I know you said your, your overall, your, your purpose, right? Like your own personal mission statement is to be an example of creating the highest good possible for, for humankind, right? For the world. And for me, similarly, I mean, it's, it's a different mission, but it's just as grand, which is just being an example of how possible it is for anyone to live a big life. And when I hear you talk about your like big, huge goals, I'm like, more, give me more. Like what else? Like, I just, it's not, like, I, I just gets me so excited. And one thing you did say that I thought was so profound that everybody needs to hear it needs to be shouted from the rooftops was that you used to think that you had to choose one or the other. Like you had to choose like wealth and business success or goodness and humanity success. Right. 
and you decided no both absolutely and absolutely not you don't have to choose you know i this is again another cheesy thing but that you hear all the time but you really do only have one chance and it's your chance to make it whatever you want it to be. And when you know exactly what you want and where you're going, it's really a little, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a little bit more clear that anything else that might create an obstacle for you to get there just really doesn't matter. Like, like how I used to focus on, if I put this out there and other people can read it, if my mom came over or, or a friend or someone that really didn't understand what I wanted to do and they thought, you know what I mean? They think it's just not for them. It is for you. Everything you want for your big life is for you. You just have to decide you want it. And, uh, and that, uh, that is like, I mean, that's the power of the (laughs) purpose and vision board. Even though I keep coming back to it. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a world, it's a game changer for me to have that in front of me every day and say, this is about me and my life. And I do only have this one time, you know, here and now is it. You're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised an hour from now. So what are you going to do right now? That's going to define what you want to be. And there is no, there is nobody's vision that's grander than someone else's vision. It's, it's, it's all about you and what you want to do. And it doesn't have to be in comparison to anyone else's vision. It's equally relevant, equally important, equally as um, impactful. And so I think that's really important message that I always, that I would like to just share and, and just make sure is heard is that it's about what you want, your purpose, your joy. And then that is a life you can create and anyone can do that when they know it's, it's, it's what they want to accomplish. Yeah. I love that. Do you, do you know, uh, Virginia, my client, Jenny, that owns Minimal Impact. So I actually had her come and um, talk about her business at our um, one of our retreat days, so Wellfit Human um, Wellness, Fitness, and Humanitarian um, Travel and Community um, Experiences. She came last, maybe two weeks ago, I think. It might have even been three weeks ago now. She came to the Summit County, Colorado uh, Wellness Retreat Day. Um, the- it was called Paddle Talk and shared her story. And, and she was amazing. She's so amazing. And I love what she's doing. And um, she, um, uh, yeah, she shared her story and super, super incredible entrepreneur. Yeah. And so I, I honestly completely forgot about that until I just said it. I was just like, she's in your town. Like, do you guys know each other? <laughs> so funny. But for all of you guys, listeners, um, Jenny is uh, another, an owner of minimal impact, uh, shop in Silverthorne, Colorado. And she is a fellow female business owner. She's also a fellow hapster. She's also a client of mine. Just randomly, I have a bunch of clients that live near Frisco, Colorado, and she is one of them. And Wendy is one of them. And I was like, they're slowly but surely all kind of getting to know each other, um, which is so great. I love the collaboration. And so the reason I brought her up was the other day in our session, we were trying to hone in on her personal mission statement because I sensed that there was something, and I really hope that I'll clear with her or I'll edit this part out of the podcast, but I, 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 you know, it's now her personal mission statement. So I think that this should be, again, something that is shouted from the rooftops, but she was struggling to decide between like 
okay, what, which version of myself do I show up for today? The part of me that wants to grow and be a kick-ass business owner or the part of me that wants to save the earth? And I was like, time out. Why do you have to choose between your greens? <laughs> like, can your personal mission statement be being the first person that's an example of what is possible when you don't choose between your greens and when you both that you can live a life of wealth and a live a minimal impact lifestyle? And she was like, oh my God. And it was like all in one minute, we had kind of narrowed in on something that felt so polar opposite that all of a sudden wasn't or, it was an and. And I, I thought of her immediately when you said that thing, and you're like, I used to think that it was one or the other. And a lot of people think that. And if you're listening to this right now, and you're kind of in that place where you're like, I want to grow my business, but I also want to be a good person. It's like, what? Why are those polar opposite goals? No, you can be super wealthy and use that wealth for good. It could just maximize the impact that you can make on the things that you value, right? So we got to clean up that. Absolutely. We got to clean up that thinking listeners. And Wendy's a perfect example. Um, and I just am so grateful for all of the things that just came out. I know we didn't have too much plan for this podcast. I was like, we'll just talk like we normally do in our sessions. And we both talk a mile a minute. So I had no doubt that we would still have episode. But so tell me, so, so what's next? We want to, we want to, um, for what, what's next in terms of your business right now? Um, yeah. Um, I want to just follow up one thing that you said, um, about Jenny and the, and instead of the, or, because I want to make, it's so important to think of to people think, Oh, if I, if I make a lot of money in business then I'm greedy and I don't really want to help people, but that's not true. The more resources you have, the more help you can expand and money is only an expansion tool. It's not even a real thing. It's a made up freaking thing by humans in order order to exchange a service or a good for something else, which happens to be in the form of money right now. And so it's a weird thing to shift your mindset on, but when you think of it as an expansion tool, it becomes not the and or the or, like you said, like you worked with Jenny on, because it's, it's just, it's such a, it's such a weird thing that society does to us that we're greedy. If we, if we want to like accomplish things and then how can you want to accomplish all these things when there's all these other things, you know, causes that you want to help too. But if you aren't taking care of yourself and you're not fully okay and set up for, you know what I mean? Your life, then there's, it's impossible to help other people. And the more resources you have, the more environmental issues, humanitarian issues, or even if it's not that family, if you just want to help your family or, or you know, it's so it's definitely not the end of the or. And so I'd love that you guys worked through that. Um, what's next for me is I am working on a book. Um, and the book is called the design driven life, um, which I'll just go ahead and plug my own podcast too. So the, the design driven life, you can edit that out if you want. Um, the design driven life pod <laughs> um, podcast is, um, all about mindset and actually you're coming on it. So yeah, it's super exciting, but, um, it's all about mindset and helping people to realize, um, how to shift their mindset on 
different emotions, which I think ties in so perfectly with your coaching method, um, and uh, really sort of setting themselves up to create the life they want to live in. And so the book sort of takes off of that sort of play on that podcast with different chapters um, on resiliency and just a number of different life principles that I've applied um, into my life and overcoming obstacles and um, things that I still use also in my lifestyle and in in the world of design. So it's sort of a combination of just my experience. Um, So that's coming out hopefully in a few months. So I'm very excited about that. Um, And yeah, we're, we're growing our uh, design company into a real estate development firm, working globally, launched into the Dominican Republic. So going to continue on that growth path to um, meet with as many and collect as many like-minded friends and associates so that we can um, work together on all of our long-term goals. Yeah. If you are a listener right now, I always like to kind of ask the question um, and I say always, but really you're like my second, my second interviewee. I like to talk a lot. You can't tell. So I never have other people on to talk. But you guys, I I want us to ask Wendy this question. I want you guys to really listen, but figure out, I'm always looking for a way that we can all connect to each other and just help elevate each other. So if you're a listener, here is your moment. You could be a part of this experience with Wendy. Wendy, how can we, if you could connect with any type of person right now, who would it be? Or give us a couple of different types of people that you would like to be connected with. Um, really, I love connecting with anyone that um, needs any sort of anything that I can give in the way of information, any like thing that I can help. Um, anyone that has questions about what they're doing, uh, maybe, uh, you know, again, this is relating to someone who maybe is just starting out with their business or something like that. Um, or anyone that has ideas on what I can do and what I can do better. It's really all about sharing. If I have an idea and you have an idea, we have t- two ideas instead of each one of us having our own idea and shuffling around in the corner trying to figure out what to freaking do with it. So anyone that um, has a mission or vision or is trying to define their mission or vision or um, has anything they want to share about anything is a person that I would want to meet. Yeah. Wendy is constantly looking for, um, for like-minded guests for her podcast and also for, um, for speakers, obviously they need to be qualified, but I'm sure a lot of my listeners might just be those qualified people, um, to come and speak at her wellness retreats, um, and be mentors there. And so where can we find you if these people want to reach out? Also, if you are listening, you are a developer reach out to Wendy. She is going to be kind of diving into that realm soon. And uh, any developers that that we know, you need to really be connected with Wendy. She is the future. <laughs> so I think it would be kind of, it would behoove you, even if you're listening and you know someone who's a developer, connect them. Be that person that connects the future. And I promise it will do good things for you. So where can, where can they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, connect with me on Instagram at Wendy A. Yates um, or connect with me via email, Wendy at aeinteriorsinc.com. And that is our website as well. Um, We would love to, if you have a service or a product or um, anything that you're doing in the world, we are using our podcast to help share your mindset on what you're doing and help promote you 
you. And we love to help build other people up. And so anything we can share, help tag you in, or if you want to share on our podcast or just have a conversation, we'd love to hear from you. And absolutely investors and developers, it's all about our long-term plan to create sustainable lifestyle, um, both in um, buildings, communities, people, and experiences. And so um, I just, I just am always looking to build new relationships and help other people in any way that I can. Yeah, I, that is just, it's the truth. You guys, I know some people just say those things, but Wendy really embodies it. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast and breaking our normal uh, interaction in the coaching way and putting on your your guest hat today and sharing sharing with us and getting me all teary eyed. And uh, I can't wait to have you on in like, you know, like a handful of episodes and hear about your book or hear about your Ted talk or hear about all the new exciting things that, that you are over there taking action on despite experiencing self doubt confusion, all sorts of negative emotions, right? She's not exempt. And so if you're experiencing those things, I don't want you to put Wendy in this other box that is, that is different or more capable than you are. She just is willing to experience failure. You heard it straight from her mouth. Okay. Um, so thanks. Is there any last thing? Um, and just so everyone knows too, if you missed the ways that you can connect with Wendy, I'm going to put it all in the show notes. Um, links to her website and her Instagram and all the things. Check out her podcast. It's your repeat. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, it's the Design Driven Life, and it's on every podcast platform. So Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And um, thank you so much for having me. You are such an inspiration and a great motivation for me. And I'm super um, honored to have got to talk talk with you and to have been coaching with you over these last few months. So um, I'm looking forward to all the amazing things that you're gonna do yourself and help other people accomplish as well thank you so much i know yeah we'll be just chatting you and bill gates on the next time we do this podcast (laughs) stay tuned for that people